Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! And we're off. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with James and Ryan. Hello. What's up? Hello, gentlemen. You enjoy your bye week? Yeah, it's nice. Nice. You know, I'll take you know? it. Yeah. Little time off. Not bad. Little time away. Yeah, we uh, we missed the Pro Bowl because we know, we know that's always a viewing pleasure. Uh, could you didn't do, even it. do it this year, right? I mean, it wasn't a, there wasn't a Pro Bowl. Was there? I didn't think there was. I'm just playing with you. Oh, yeah, there wasn't, but that's that's the amount of attention you should pay to the Pro Bowl is exactly. not knowing whether or not it actually occurred. Yeah. We did, however, have some fireworks this weekend with a blockbuster deal between the Lions and the Rams. We knew there was going to, going to be a bunch of quarterback shuffling this year, and uh, one potentially unexpected name, Jared Goff, found himself on the move exchanged alongside two first-round picks and a third-rounder for Matt Stafford. I mean, what what was your initial response, Ryan? Oh, man. Uh, well, I thought they got a ton for Stafford, which was, you know, was, I don't think he's – has he ever won a playoff game? I don't think so. No, he's on uh, three. Okay, so what did they get? A couple first-round picks. You know, Goff's not the worst. And, um, and a second? I want to say a second as well. Uh, they third. did pretty well there. Okay, that's still that's still that's not a bad haul for um, a quarterback that's never won jack shit. Um, <laughs> now poor Jared Goff has to go to from L.A. to Detroit. That's really depressing. Um, that's got to be a tough transition to make, right? You live in L.A. and you have to move to Detroit, and it's just a terrible, terrible franchise. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I would say that Stafford got the better end of it. Um, He's got some really good weapons there, a good defense, which I don't know if he's ever had. And um, I think the Rams are going to be a lot of people's picks for for the Super Bowl next year. And I think rightfully so. I think it's a team that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, they, they like you said, they have a lot of talent over there. Uh, I have a few thoughts on this trade. Uh, first off, like you said, uh that type of haul for a guy who's never won a playoff game is uh, honestly incredible. I don't know what it does to set the market for other guys, as I'm sure we're going to get to in a few minutes. Um, but two first-rounders is a shitload for that. Uh, you know, he's a starter in the league. Is he that much better than Goff? Like, I'm sure all of us sitting here will say, yeah, I'd definitely take Stafford over Goff. That's, that's not a big, um, you know, that's not – a really big difference there they're you know that's not outlandish easy. to say it's not outlandish to yeah. say thank you i'm stumbling over my words here but <laughs> the fact that sean mcveigh has gotten rid of most of his first round picks uh he just paid goff two fucking years ago which means that this year they're taking the biggest cap hit dead cap hit uh of all time i think which stacks up as the num- uh, they have the first two all-time, because last year with Brandon Cooks getting rid of him on that dump, it was $20 million. I think they said this for Goff, it's about $22 million. So, yeah, Stafford's going a great situation. That's good for him. Goff, I mean, I think can do okay in Detroit. I don't think anyone really expected much for him. But for me, it really comes down to Sean McVay. It's like, dude, you are putting your entire career on the Maybe not your career, but definitely your job with the Rams on the line here. Because if Stafford goes there and gets hurt or – you know, they get to the playoffs and divisional round, and they never really break through any more than they have. You know, if they don't win a Super Bowl out of this, uh, 
he's gonna people are gonna want his fucking balls because you've just he's gutted the team of its draft picks over the past so many years. Um, mm-hmm. Cap is gonna be a huge issue with all the star players they have on both sides of the ball. Uh, and now you have a dead cap hit of with Goff, and it's like, why the fuck would you pay Goff one of the richest quarterback contracts at the time of just a few years ago if you were planning on – or even if there was an inkling that you wanted to get rid of him, that he wasn't the guy. You know what I mean? Like, why – what what the hell – where did this whole all, whole thing come from? We all knew Goff, you know, did you, did you look at freaking McVeigh earlier in the hard knocks – Talking, you know, kissing his kissing his ass all up and down the field. Oh, Goff, you're great. Oh, we're such great pals and all this bullshit. And then, like, now at the end of the season, which wasn't a bad season. I mean, they did pretty good. They made the playoffs. They had a winning record. Uh, they did okay in the playoffs. They didn't get where they wanted to. But now to trade him and literally pay to trade him and have to take all this extra flack for doing it, it's like, I mean, if you were getting Aaron Rodgers out of it, fine. Matthew Stafford is is a tough or Deshaun Watson out of that fine but like Matthew Stafford I do you know I figured he would have went for they would have been lucky to get a first for the guy no 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 I wonder I, if um oh sorry go ahead just the, you're, you're attributing all this to Sean McVay and forgetting that Les Snead is the one making personnel decisions as the GM for the Rams yeah but you get rid of your quarterback that's because you're that's your head coach well, they, they made a series of decisions that were all driven by the new stadium. You know, we moved to L.A., we're building the the Colossus of L.A., and we're going to give Todd Gurley, who's had knee issues going back to college, we're going to give him a huge-ass deal. We're going to trade for Brandon Cooks and give him a huge-ass deal. We're going to trade for Sammy Watkins and give him giant money. We're going to re-sign Goff and give him a, a market-leading contract with like 115 in potential guarantees over four years. I mean, they made all these decisions. Trade for Jalen Ramsey. Pay the shit out of him. Like, all this stuff. They haven't had a first-round pick since Jared Goff, and they won't for another three more years. This this is a team... They, they've been making all too these much. decisions about... Way too much. They've been really good, despite yeah. despite all, how top-heavy the roster is. But they they've been making all these decisions pointed at we want SoFi Stadium to be the oracle of West Coast. Yeah. I, just, I don't know why I keep making these like ancient ancient architecture <laughs> references. But uh, they, a lot of history recently? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'll talk about the Colossus at Rhodes at some point. The They definitely paid to get rid of Jared Goff. He looked horrendous. They benched him in a playoff game for John Wolford, who's still on, on the roster. So if Stafford gets hurt, they're going to be totally Wasn't he fine, hurt, right? though? Yeah, wasn't he hurt? He had a thumb, didn't he? Yeah, but he was active. He played. You tell, yeah. if if you have a a really good quarterback who's active, he's playing. He's not benched behind John Wolford. They didn't yeah. like Goff. They didn't want him. I mean, they, they paid to get him out of town. I figure you remember the Brock Osweiler deal with the Texans, and then they shipped him along with a second round pick to the Browns to get him off their cap. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, yeah. and I just wonder if a second-round pick is really what they paid to get rid of Goff here. And so it wasn't two firsts and a third for Stafford. It was a, th- a first and a second for Stafford. And then the rest of it is made up for by just take Goff off our hands. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I don't think he's he's ever going to come close to his potential. Um, I didn't see that coming, you know what I mean? Uh, he's, he hasn't really shown a lot of signs of that. Sometimes you watch him and you, and you 
see all that talent. He's got a ton of talent, but he yeah. hasn't really been able to put it together. And he's had some really good offenses and weapons around him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wonder, uh, and I don't know if you guys want to get into this. Did you see the leak? Te- uh, text message. You think that had anything to do with this? Yeah, you said well? to us. I mean, he'd have to. McVeigh would have to be pretty fucking petty to want to trade him out of the city for a fucking text saying he wanted to bang his girlfriend, like or his wife. Like, no, I'll tell you what's petty would be sabotaging your own offense when Goff is on the fields in order to make him play like shit, so you could convince Les Snead to trade him in the off season. Which might have maybe he ditched that smoke <laughs> show because he knew it was going to happen that way. And then he would say that and he'd, he was and he'd baiting have that to fall back on. He was baiting yeah. him. <laughs> I just don't know why they paid him all that money. Was it two years ago? I, I, I don't understand the timing of it. It's like you you mismanaged that situation that fucking badly that two years ago you thought this guy was a hundred million dollar quarterback and now you can't pay enough to get rid of him. It's like well, he might... hasn't been. He, he's personally, I think he's gotten. He's not good by any means, but he's certainly made small, small steps at getting better. Like, I think he's better than he was two or three years ago. No chance. Not a chance at all. When they went to yeah. the Super Bowl... when they went to the Super he's had Bowl, some good games! He's had some good games. When they went to the Super Bowl, he, he was an MVP sucked. candidate. No, he In that, that game, year. he sucked. But in the yeah, season, the whole he was an MVP candidate. Yeah, he was garbage. They were, they were fucking protecting him left and right. Dude, you I are delusional. Him. You need That's to go to profootballreference.com. Take a look at some of those numbers he put up that year. I My whole thing is all... with this, uh, with this, this amount of first-round picks they always trade away. If you if you don't care about your first-round picks that much, why didn't you just go get Deshaun Watson? You know right. what I mean? Like, why don't you why don't you put exactly. one or two more first-round picks in there, and then you have Deshaun Watson, or maybe one more, and you have. I mean, I'd rather have Matt Ryan. I don't know about you guys. I think it's probably pretty close. I'd rather have Matt Ryan than Stafford. Um, I take Stafford over him any day. Yeah. Stafford has more injury concerns. Matt Ryan's been really durable, but uh, I just Matt feel Ryan like puts st- up huge numbers. He does. Stafford's got a high ceiling with that offense. I'm I'm just really curious to see what's going to happen with that arm strength. I thought initially that Stafford was more of an under, I mean, uh, shotgun quarterback, and they run so much under center. But I could say he runs plenty under center too. I feel like it's going to be fine from that perspective, and he's tough. Remember that, mm-hmm. that play, however many years ago, where he, he yeah, like, yeah, throws he the two-point point. conversion with a separated shoulder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. He's way tougher than Goff. It's it's crazy to me how many quarterbacks seem to be available right now. I don't know if you yeah, guys they're all, it's heard like all these rumors. Everyone wants to swip, switch it up. Well, did you hear the yeah. rumor, before we get into all that, you hear the rumor that uh, one of the initial place that Stafford would not go, and later it came out that he wouldn't go to a couple more teams, but the main place he didn't want to go was New England. Why do you, you think? that? Yeah. Uh, because he's a little pussy. Really? You think that's why? It's not Matt no. Patricia being on the staff? No, no it's, it's definitely Matt Patricia being on the staff. Definitely Matt Patricia. No, I, part of me, uh, I don't blame him for the Matt Patricia thing and the Bob Quinn thing. He's probably like, I don't want to deal with people from fucking that came under Belichick. I get it. But on the flip side of that, it's like, hey, dude, if you're uh, – you know, what you want to do is win. Like, that's your priority at this point in your career. Like, uh, I know Bill Belichick has taken a hit in his, uh, like, ability recently. But, like, you know, if you are if you have any idea what's going on in football, it's like a number, you know, how many countless players have said that Bill has ta- taught them how to actually watch film, really play the game of football. It's like, if that's your, you know, 
that's what you want to do. You go to New England. Clearly. The, the last thing Phil cares about is his likability. You know, you, you exactly. see all these pe- all these people coming out when times are are not yeah, great. Yeah, literally, dude. And, it's a joke. and um, saying, "Oh, well, Brady's better," and that I hate that whole argument. Uh, Brady's who's better, Brady or Belichick? Like, yeah. take that tired ass argument out of my face. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like they were yeah. both great. Together, you know, they're. You look at Bill Belichick's roster. I mean, he went seven and nine this year. I don't. You look at that roster. I mean, I'm sorry, that's not a seven and nine roster. Yeah, we, yeah. we saw it. What what we're, we're seeing. Lucky to be. What we're seeing this season is not Brady versus Belichick. It's Brady versus Jameis Winston. That's right. what we're seeing. Is I've heard that argument. Yeah, and I yeah. agree with it. I mean, Belichick uh, is still stuck with basically the same roster. I mean, basically the same roster that we had in 2019 when Tom Brady was still a Patriot. And it wasn't much different. It's not like Brady took that team to a Super Bowl. That team just stunk. We had the mm-hmm. we had a hell of a way easier schedule than two in twenty nineteen. We had the easiest schedule versus arguably one of the hardest schedules this past year. Right. right. Good point. But on on you know on that too, everyone's saying this argument and stuff. To me, the only thing that it proves is that a player is much more you know a great player will probably bring more to a, a football team than a great coach. It's like if you have the best quarterback, that's probably going to get you more wins than the best coach. Now, are they both going to get you more wins? Absolutely. But it seems that, you know, players are more influential, like a Pat Mahomes versus an Andy Reid. You put Pat Mahomes on a team, great team versus Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes is going to get you more wins. I think it just further puts that argument on paper. Let's frame it a little bit differently. Let's go coach plus GM, which Belichick is, and let's widen the time frame. I, I Totally with you that a great tra- transformative player like Brady, Rogers, Mahomes would make a team better for one How season. About Rogers anymore, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Rogers is up there uh, for one season. Totally increases the talent level, increases the organization in the offense, that whole thing. A coach plus GM who's going to draft over a number of years. Not saying Belichick has been stellar in the last five years, but who's going to draft and then develop those players over a number of years. Now, that's a different experiment that we'll probably see play out over the next couple of years. Because it sounds like Brady's not even capping it at 45 anymore. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll I see. don't understand that. I don't, I don't yeah, get that. I mean, this guy's going to be this guy's gonna be 60, and he's still <laughs> going to be amazing. I, I don't see any slowing down. He's, um, he throws a dime of a ball. Injuries. I'm really just... annoyed with the uh, comparison between Brady and Belichick and, and the Amendola quotes and, and the – yeah, stupid things, yeah. Stupid things way. players are saying on their way out because they're bitter that that Belichick wouldn't pay him. You know, uh, what yeah. what the hell would Amendola do on this team this year? Nothing. You know what I mean? Shut that's up. A, that's the thing. He's making a play for being on the Bucks next year. That's what he's trying to do. Probably. Yeah. I don't. I'm, the whole Dola thing. It's like you said it once. Fine. You keep saying it. It's like, yeah. What are you trying to get out of this? Maybe. Maybe that. On the flip side, it's like, dude, you were way overpaid even after you took those fucking pay cuts. From a fan standpoint, from my standpoint, it's like, I, I probably, you can go back on the show and look at probably 30 episodes where I was like, this dude is not worth that much money, even after the pay cut. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's making $5 million a year to catch 25 balls and make a big catch in the playoff. Like, calm down, dude. Yeah. Crucial, exactly. crucial catches. Exactly. I always loved him. It was. Love it you, was Danny. That great, that great playoff run he had. Uh, what was it? The 2017 against the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, for that money, Chris Hogan did too. You know what I mean? Like, just stop acting like you were a top receiver. You were never yeah, a top Randy receiver. Moss. You know, you weren't uh, you weren't underpaid egregiously. In fact, you were overpaid. So you can shut your mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> Danny, I'm still in your corner. Still like Camadola. <laughs> but uh, so Stafford goes for that package, and now we have the whale on the market, Deshaun Watson, who is. Everybody with the Texans seems to be saying, look, he's he's not available. We're not trading him. Step one is build around Deshaun Watson. Everything you're hearing from Deshaun is like, get me the heck out of here. I want out. Now, he yeah. can't force his way out. Uh, he uh, he can try. Well, he, he can be a malcontent. He can not show up. He's just going to get fined into oblivion if he does that. He's going to get Le'Veon Belled which would suck for him and suck for us losing a season mid-20s prime to Sean Watson. But, uh, you know, building off of what Stafford went for, what what is that package for Deshaun Watson? And one of the Gosh. problems is if you're going to trade that package for Deshaun Watson, is there enough left for you to even be better than the Texans are right now? Right. Well, then the well, thing comes down to, uh, you know, sorry, right, uh, like if it's like four – you know, what do you think? Okay, Stafford went for two firsts, uh, was it a third and a player or yeah. whatever? It's like, so Deshaun's three firsts or four firsts well, or you're, three you're... firsts to two seconds or whatever the fucking thing is. But at a certain point, they, these picks are so far down the line. It's like, you know, is a 2024 first-round pick, like what is that even worth on the value chart? Like a fourth this year or a third this year or something? So it's like, what are you even getting at that point? I don't, I don't you know, it just gets ridiculous. Yeah, I could see it being being four first, and honestly, that's 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 what you pay. That's the going rate for someone like that. Those guys don't become available. You're not going to find no. those guys. Okay. You know, you could try to draft one. Um, it's a risky proposition. I mean, how many quarterbacks have we seen get taken high and they don't amount to shit? I mean, people are saying we're going to take Mac Jones at 15. I mean, if that wasn't a need, just based on talent, Mac Jones is never going in the in top. 15 of a draft he's not that kind of dynamic talent you know what i mean you're not going to find that guy sometimes you have to reach um especially for quarterback and that's why you see him take it a little bit earlier than they should be but um deshaun watson what we've seen of him on, on a dog shit team just to be playing out of his mind the way he is i think that's worth i think that's worth four first round picks and i would do it but yeah you know we've seen we've seen rg3 get three first-round picks were traded for the privilege of selecting RG3 with the second overall pick in 2012. Oh, uh, that included the rookie pay scale. So this is a little bit different because Deshaun Watson is an established quarterback, so you got the talent difference, but then you have he is already on a second contract. So you're paying big money uh, to have him on your roster and the appropriate cap crunch that's associated with having on a number like that. Not in year one, though. Year one, I think, is only 12, which if, is, if you trade for Which is enormous because year one is 2021 when the cap is going way down because they didn't have any stadium revenue this year, and it should bounce right right back up over $200 million going forward. So that's it really accounts for itself mm -hmm. from that perspective. Yeah, I think it's reasonable money based on what, um, you know, after 2021 it becomes – you know, top-level money, but reasonable when you look at what other guys are making. When you look at Mahomes is making, you know, it's it's not even close to what Mahomes is making, yeah. but it's it's more than Russell Wilson. It's a little bit more than Matt Ryan. Um, Matt Ryan gets paid a lot, by the way. Um, yeah. I agree know, with you. I mean, 
by the time that, you know, if you do get him in two or three years, that his deal is probably going to be like what Aaron Rodgers' deal is now. Like Aaron Rodgers is making like barely top 10 quarterback money or something like that. He's like on the books this year for 23 or 24 million. When, when he signed the deal five or six years ago, it was outlandish. But like, same thing with Deshaun. Like by the time, you know, two or three years go by, it's like, oh, that's, he, that's a great deal for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at that point, you yeah. only have one year left on the deal, and now you got to bring him right back up to top dollar. Um, oh, boo-hoo, Sean. <laughs> that's just the way she goes. <laughs> so Deshaun remains like one of the biggest stories on the market. There's a number of other quarterbacks available that we can touch on later on in the show, but let's well, talk. Where do, you, where do you think he's going to go? Deshaun, one, I think he's going to stay yeah. put. I think so, too. Yeah. I don't think he's going to. Um, I think most likely he stays put. Um, that's not what I want, though. So we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple other quarterbacks available. We can touch on that later, but let's get into the big story this week. Super Bowl kicking off Sunday. Tom Brady starting in his ninth, 10th, 10th, 10th Super Bowl. I can't even keep track. And the man's been in 20 years. He goes, he is more likely to make it to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make a three point shot. <laughs> yeah, I've said all the stats. The stats that uh, dude, it's a joke. It's fucking insane, man. Doesn't even make sense. Doesn't even make sense. Oh, how he keeps doing it. So nuts. He's have, been a half. Have you guys heard any of the Mahomes versus Brady debates? Like, what do Mahomes have to do to overtake Brady in the long run? I, hate, I fucking hate that. They're oh my so... god. You know what I hate? I hate the way people use the term goat. Oh, uh, goat versus future goat. There can only be. One fucking goat. That's what goat is. The the greatest of all time, not a greatest of all time. When right. when you look at some of the things Tom Brady has done, I don't want to hear anything about Mahomes until he wins four or five Super Bowls. I don't <laughs> want to hear. I don't want to hear anything, dude. Like, um, I saw, maybe maybe if he wins three in a row, maybe you can start going. Okay, okay. that's never been done. Okay, never. He, did Aikman do that? Nope. Or did he skip? No, a he did the four, three, and four years. Nobody's ever okay. won three in a row. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, you would think, but Brady's made the Super Bowl three times in a row, right? Has he? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. 2016, 2017, 2018. Oh yeah, right? good call, good call. Yeah, made it three years um, in a row. We should point out that the Packers won three consecutive NFL championships in the '60s. We're talking history here. Uh, so for the Super- shout out to Bart Starr. Dude, some of these Brady stats are absolutely out of control. Sure. Um, listen to this one. If you took away all the playoff touchdown passes that Tom Brady has to Moss, Gronk, yes, yeah. Branch, Edelman, Welker, Hogan, and Amendola, Brady would still have the most playoff touchdowns, touchdown passes in history. He's got 80. If you remove all those guys, by the way, a couple Hall of Famers in there, he would ha- he would have 46 Rodgers and, Mah- and Ma- Montana would be second with 45. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. It's still going. Dude, it's not slowing down. He's going to break every record in the NFL. Uh, regular season playoff. I mean, Drew Brees is done. Drew Brees is his only competition. He's fucking done. Aaron Rodgers, as I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit. I feel like he's been knocked down a few pegs. Uh, he's a waste of space. Dude, dude Brady is – it's just – I mean – the guy's forty fucking three. He's playing with people that were like little kids when he was drafted, and he is beating them. I don't get. I mean, it's I don't know how his his throwing motion, 
looks great. I mean, he threw a couple picks last game, and those were kind of just like toss him up, hail marys, uh, see what happens because and they were smart. They weren't they weren't terrible. You know, he had the one bad interception, but the other ones were on third and long and stuff like that. And you know, they were going to punt it anyways next down. And I don't know the guy. The guy is just head and shoulders are above the rest of the players in the league right now. Maybe besides Mahomes, but it's. He's been doing it so long, so consistently. It's it's inc- it's honestly incredible. The, all the stats, like you said, right? They're it's just it. they're bizarre. It's crazy how things just work out for him too. It's just like, you know, you don't have to. He doesn't have to have a great game, but his team still wins. Um, and it's it's the defense, it's the special teams, it's it's his, it's leadership. You know what I mean? And he's the it's coach. It's just crazy. He's yeah, the coach too. Bruce always- Arians <laughs> handed over the reins. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's what we yeah. saw in the NFC Championship game. I mean, the he throws three interceptions in the second half, and the reason they win that game, yes, the Packers screwed up with a couple decision making errors on their part, but it's the the fact that he cashes in for a touchdown with three seconds to go in the first half. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that's the difference in the game, and it's like he maybe he didn't have a great second half, but he had a phenomenal first half, and you know, in yeah. the, in the Super Bowl, maybe he'll have a poor first half. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen those numbers where he he struggles in first quarters of super bowls historically isn't everybody though uh it's pre- particularly with him, with him but like but isn't it like the the super bowl first quarter is like by far the lowest average quarter of scoring in the playoffs every single year or something i haven't seen like, those numbers nobody scores that. in the first quarter that's totally believable though like the nerves all that the you know yeah the, the big game the timing yeah. of everything, the interviews, it's not your normal game. It know? does seem to be a slow starting game the last, you know, 10 years or, or whatever. There's been a couple high scoring games in there, but. That's just because Brady's been in it every single year, basically. Yeah, that's true. I just wanted to point out the difference between Brady and Mahomes a little bit. The, the first thing being, Mahomes has been a starter for three years. Let's not extrapolate too much over three years. Imagine how, how good Kurt Warner was. At this point in his career, three years in, where he wins the MVP, he finishes and and wins the Super Bowl, finishes second in MVP voting in 2000, wins the MVP in 2001, and leads his team to the Super Bowl. This is the exact precipice where we find Patrick Mahomes right now. Is anybody talking about Kurt Warner being the best of all time? Yes, I know. Different physical specimens between the two guys. Kurt Warner was probably like 31 at that point, given all all the time that... He spent in the Arena Football League and whatever else, bagging groceries. But if you look at Ty- I mean, Patrick Mahomes, on his team, he's got Tyreek Hill, the fastest player to ever play in the NFL. Probably the best receiver in the NFL right now, at least most scary. Yeah. Uh, he's got Travis Kelsey, arguably the best receiving tight end we've ever seen. He's got five straight 100-catch seasons or 1,000-yard seasons, whatever it was. He, he broke the record for receiving yards by a tight end this season. Well, he yeah. has the best offensive mind as his head coach, best offensive mind of this century. And I started to think about other people who who could qualify for best offensive genius, whatever, of this century. It's a, it's a short list. It's a really short list. It's like Kyle Shanahan, Tom Moore, who coached Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning himself, uh, Sean McVay, Josh McDaniels is up there. He's really up there. Mike Martz. I mean, who else are you putting up there with Andy Reid, a guy that made Donovan McNabb terrific, yeah. had great success with Michael Vick. Kevin Cobb played well at quarterback for him. Alex Smith, and now he's got Patrick Mahomes. 
it's like th this dude is in an ideal environment. And I know that physically he's as talented as anybody we've seen, but it's it's ludicrous to think that this would this type of production would continue. I see like a more Rogers career where he's going to be great, but the team, yeah, we'll see. Exactly, yeah. especially with that huge contract. I mean, when you're paying him whatever forty five or fifty million a year, whatever the hell that number was, uh, like you said, all these great players, it's gonna. I mean, it's not gonna. It's not sustainable. I mean, you can't keep paying all of these top guys like top guys, and that's what they want to be paid like. I mean, you know, maybe Travis Kelsey takes a little bit off the top so he can stay with Mahomes, but that means you're losing Tyreek because they're not all going to do that. I mean, you've seen that. That's what makes you know the whole Brady experience that much more impressive is just the the revolving door of guys that he's done it with. I mean, he's done it mm -hmm. with. You know, little guys, big guys, the, just the fastest receivers, the most athletic, just the most, you know, some guys are just hard-nosed football players. Uh, and that's, you know, why what made him and Bill so uh, so unique and so dominant over the years. But, like you said, I mean, I already saw the wheels starting to fall off a little bit this year. And, yeah, I mean, I, I just – it's it's not sustainable. Like you said, it just – it can't last this long because the talent – is not going to be there, and he's starting to get injured. You know, we talked about the yeah. concussion thing a year, a uh, week or two ago, and that might catch up with him. I mean, if he's not one of the things that made Brady so good over all the years is he doesn't fucking run. Now I know that's a big part of his game that everyone's like, "Oh, Brady can't run," but the other part of it is that he is not taking those hits. Yeah, he's taking the hits in the pocket, but he's not running out there and diving for a first down every game, getting crushed. And He'll do that like what <laughs> once a season. And he's not making cuts. And he's not making cuts, there's, exactly. There's no chance for those soft tissue injuries. Yeah. And I can remember one of Brady's biggest cuts was against Brian Erlacher back in fucking 2009. Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. beautiful you know, like that's beautiful. one of the yeah. best shake and bakes he's ever had. He, he, I mean, he, you remember it because he does it once every five fucking years. <laughs> I, um, I want to just mention this. Did, and this is hard to believe. Travis Kelsey is older. I want to say he's... At least he's the exact same age as Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Like, don't you feel like Gronk is like 10 years older than him? Yeah. Um, but Kelsey's 31, so he's no spring chicken. He's not going to be around forever. Um, Tyree Kill's a little guy. I mean, I do worry about injuries with those with those guys. Uh, I think Mahomes moves around probably a little bit too much still, and it's going to get him in trouble. It got him in trouble earlier this season. Um, again, Tyree Kill's so small. I mean – that's always a concern with injuries when you're that small. Um, they're going to need to continue to reload um, and get more pieces around him. I like Hardman. Um, it's going to be tough. I mean, to put him in the conversation with Brady at this age, at 24, I mean, obviously he's special for a 24-year-old kid. But to put him in the conversation with Brady, I mean, he hasn't earned it yet. It's so let's just it, pump the brakes. It's simply preposterous at this point. That's he true. he would have to replicate what he's done so far in his three season career five times. He would he would have yeah, to literally. extend this for fifteen years, fifteen to eighteen years, uh, that type of success. And it's absurd. It's a high bar that Brady has set. So going into this game, Buccaneers Chiefs the line has been set at three and a half points in favor of the Chiefs. Uh, I've been thinking about how do the the Bucks win this game, but we spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about how the heck do you slow down the Chiefs? What type of game plan can you use to beat them? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. You can't use 
the game plan the Buccaneers used during the regular season because they gave up like 250 yards to Tyree Kill in the first half. He had three touchdowns in the first quarter. However, they figured it out, and they shut him down for the next three quarters. The Chiefs only scored 27 points in that game. Bucks almost mm-hmm. came back to win. Yeah. Uh, you got to think that Todd Bowles, who's one of the, the better defensive coordinators in the NFL, can learn from, from what happened previously, learn from the rest of the tape that's been put out there over the second half of the season, namely the Carolina tape, the Atlanta tape. I'm talking about teams playing against Kansas City. Uh, and and try to put together a better game plan that doesn't involve giving up three touchdowns to the team's number one receiver. So what I'm thinking for the Buccaneers, offensively, they need to handle Chris Jones. Chris Jones is a goddamn game wrecker at defensive tackle. He was, in mm-hmm. my opinion, the best player on the field in last year's Super Bowl. He was just completely unblockable. Yeah. And he, he can destroy the interior of the offensive line, and that is Brady's weakness. So that's that's step number one. Stop Chris Jones. The other thing, Tyreek Hill, no more 70-yard touchdowns. And really beyond that, I don't have a lot of trust in Brady. That's pretty much as far as I got. Yeah. Uh, and they also have the Chiefs as Steve Spagnuolo, who was coached very well against Brady, against the Giants all those years back. Uh, and I was listening to something today where they were saying that the reason what Spagnuolo does, which is so smart, is that he goes into the defense every play with two plays. You show a look once. As soon as Brady makes his calls, you immediately switch the defensive play to the second play just to try and confuse him. So, you know, playing head games with Brady is a tough match, but it seems like Spagnolo has some, some little tricks up his sleeve. Um, you know, in terms of matchups and stuff for this game, I don't, I don't really, you know, I haven't really dove deep into it and really looked over it. I think it's just tough for me to bet against Brady at this fucking point. I mean, if he goes seven and three, that's incredible. If he loses this and he goes six and four, I really don't think that does anything. I think right now he's just playing with a house deck, or whatever that fucking house money uh, really doesn't. I mean, it, it furthers his legacy, but he's so much farther ahead than everybody else. It's like he's already untouchable, pretty much, as you guys mm-hmm. were alluding to. Um, it's really if if they can prevent the Chiefs from getting pressure on Brady with their offensive line and keeping those four rushers in check. I think the best way to do it is Brady, you know, plays the long game, you know, you don't, don't speed it up to the chief speed, you know, the chiefs play, you know, field speed where, you know, you're just throwing bombs and scoring quick. No, do the old, you know, quick, quick throws, get the ball out of your hands fast, five yards here, five yards there, and just slowly march up the field and let Mahomes sit on the sidelines and watch. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, I think how you always beat him. That's what Bill does. You know, I agree with that. The best way to beat the chiefs is to keep them off the field, keep their offense off the field. Uh, last time Tampa played the chiefs, um, Leonard Fournette, I think he only had like a couple carries. Uh, Ronald Jones had a really good game. I think he had nine, nine carries, uh, 66 yards. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, get those guys going. Keep them off the field. Um, that's a good start. And then, obviously, on the other side of the ball, it was a big problem with Tyreek Hill. Um, 15 targets, 13 catches, 269 yards, and three touchdowns. That's you're not gonna you're not gonna beat them like that. And the, it's a good thing happening with with Tampa right now is that they're gonna have Whitehead and Winfield back for this game, which is massive. I don't know if you guys 
I don't know if you guys noticed as much as I did uh, the Bucks Packers game last week. Jordan Whitehead was everywhere. The safety, he was, yeah, he was flying around. Oh my God, just giving up his body to the point where he ended up getting hurt. He's just absolutely <laughs> spearing in there. He was. Play. He was in uh, all. He was all over the field. Yeah, he was great, and then he got hurt. So it'd be nice to have him back. That's a big. That's a big loss if if he's not well. Uh, Antoine Winfield, I think he's a rookie or second year player from Minnesota. Uh, his, his father was a really good player. He's he's an excellent young safety. They need those guys to at least shade Tyree Kill, give him something where they can't just key on him 15 times like they did last time. Uh, that's that's I think the keys to the game for me. And then on top of that, the Chiefs are missing both tackles. Eric Fisher goes out with the Achilles last week. And Mitchell Schwartz was already out. They're all pro right tackle. So you got one of the strengths of the Buccaneers' defense, JPP on one side, Shaq Barrett on the other side. Vita Vea is back and is manhandling people Mm, in the interior. And so just getting those defensive ends to tee off on backup tackles, that could could be a major factor in the game. And it's something I want to look at for my MVP underdogs picks. There you go. Yeah, I mean, if they can get uh, pressure with four guys for the Chiefs, I'm sorry, uh, the the Bucks can get pressure with their four guys against the Chiefs. I mean, that's that's always a recipe to win. Always. I, I do want to point out that Vitavia did not play in that game earlier this season, and he is a difference maker. Right. You could see this week against uh, it's a player against Green Bay. He's a he's a really good player. Um, when he's healthy, he's one of the best defensive tackles in football. Now, before we get into your picks there, Sean, um, obviously the Chiefs went in and beat the crap out of Buffalo, which was expected. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Green Bay Packers loses another fucking NFC Championship game. He's bitched in the past about how he he would love to have home field, and he got it. And he's supposed to be the more talented guy, the better guy, all this bullshit, and Brady goes in there, and I know it's not Brady versus Rodgers – you know, all the way, but Rogers kind of had every opportunity to win that fucking game and just folded time after mm-hmm. time. Yep. Kept giving him the ball back. Brady kept turning it over. A couple of them were unlucky. Uh, there was one that was really poor, really poor throw to the right sideline, yep. almost a, a deep bomb. And it was fucking pointless. I don't know why, why he threw that <laughs> ball. Um, but yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers gets in the field and completely shits the bed. Uh, oh, but don't worry. It was Matt LaFleur's fault. He's the one that yeah. that called him to oh, go for the field goal. I don't even someone else care with this fucking guy. Yeah, you literally. Know? What did the field goal have anything to do with it when you got the ball twice in the third? I think it was the third quarter from turnovers. And what'd you do with it? You went Owen. You got one fucking combined yard between those two drives. You score on either of those. Now it's a game. Now you have a chance to win. He couldn't do anything. He folded. It's like basically the type of thing where you know he gets behind. If he get if he doesn't have the lead, he's fucked. What? Like he's yeah. Oh yeah. Big games. <laughs> I mean, I know he's he's really good at the hail mary and shit like that. But like if he gets down by more than one score, I feel like he faults in a big game. It's happened. It happens every single time in the playoffs. It's like oh, Aaron Rodgers is down by ten points. Is he gonna come back? No. I don't know, man. I mean the the. The NFC Championship game, they lost the Seahawks. They were up by two scores, and they managed to lose. It's not like you just get them down, and then that's that's what you have to do to beat them. The, the other thing that just goes unnoticed is 
I, I just keep going back to this. The, the last two minutes of the first half in that NFC Championship game, the Packers get the ball back outside the two-minute warning. It's like 2.15 left, and they are just slow playing the shit out of that drive. Just yeah. just slow playing it. And then with like 35 seconds, Pat, Rogers throws a pick at midfield. And then Brady dillies and dallies, and they wind up with the bomb to, to Miller. But uh, Rogers throws that interception, and everybody focuses on, and myself included, focuses on Brady throwing three in the second half. But Rogers threw a crucial one that led to seven going the other way. And, and when Brady throws them turnovers, they weren't able to capitalize in the same way, or at least at the same percentage. I thought yeah. the play calling was dog shit in the second half, too, the backers. Just, they pl- they were play calling like they were scared. Mm. They were scared. I mean, That's why they kicked the field goal. Yeah. I thought it really came down to those those three straight interceptions Brady threw, yeah. and Aaron Rodgers couldn't do anything with it. I think they had one touchdown, and the other two were punts. Um, yep. So, I mean, that's what it is. He's a fucking guy's the most overrated player in NFL history. <laughs> I agree. You guys, I mean, I, you guys I, are so negative. Dude, he took a hit this year. I don't care what you say. He had an MVP caliber season. Yep. And he goes to the playoffs. He has a bye, which obviously, as the Chiefs showed, you give the only bye. That's fucking enormous. And they couldn't do anything. They beat one schlep team and then got their asses kicked. <laughs> Game, games on the line and playoff you know make the Super Everything. Bowl and it's just there's nothing it's yeah. just you're just looking at this guy he's got no emotion he's and you knew it you're right you're you right know? we all knew it you're looking at him you're like alright dude well, I, I was getting a little nervous there for a second I was like shit Brady just threw a third pick like if Rogers is going to come back this is the time if he can't come what back I text from you. this yeah it was terrible what, what did I text you when that was happening, you're like, oh, I think Rodgers is going to come back. I'm like, nah, dude, don't worry about it. It's, yeah, it, right. You know, it's it's Rodgers. He's going to fucking piss his pants. He always he folded. does. He folded. Yeah. I mean, that's bad. He's, he's His record now in the NFC title game is 1-4 in four or something. Yep. Yep. It's, I mean, you're one of the greatest of all time. You want to be considered one of the best quarterbacks ever. Like, you've got to get those numbers up, dude. Like, and all he did was focus on Devontae Adams. When he was freaking out, just whipped it to double-covered, triple-covered Devontae Adams. And they knew it. Mm -hmm. They knew it. And that's what they should do to cover Tyreek Hill. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks shitting themselves in the big moment, I feel like that's the entire story of the AFC Championship game. It wasn't especially... uh, I wasn't totally impressed with the Chiefs. I wasn't underwhelmed either. But I felt like the story of the game was Josh Allen didn't live up to the moment. That's how I felt. Yeah. He really didn't do much. He played pretty Yeah. I mean, they held him in check pretty much. 28 for 48. I mean, that's it's a lot of incompletions. Um, sacked four times through one pick. It just wasn't up to the standard that he's been playing at all season long. I, I think he's a young guy. I'll get, you know, I tend to give him a pass. Um, for me, he's top three to four players in the league this year as far as MVP voting. Uh, I think the Bills will be back. Definitely. And yeah. he's, I mean, he... He absolutely he had one of the biggest freakouts I've ever seen in a playoff game last season against the Texans. Comes back this season, plays way better during the regular season, wins a playoff game, advances to the semifinals, and then plays uninspired football. Uh, seemed like he was in over his head. So if he makes the same progression, then they're they're up there to win that game next season, and they're looking at a Super Bowl. And so two years from now, let's say that the Bills will be in the Super Bowl. Sometimes these games, losing games like that, it could be 
a blessing in disguise, you know. It yeah. makes you want it more, makes you want to come back, and I, I'd like to see it. You know, I, I'd like to see someone kind of break up this Chiefs thing. Um, yeah. Definitely. Nice. All right. Let's talk about some of the fun stuff here for the all the different betting apps, all uh, the prop bets, all, the, all that other stuff. We don't need to get into Gatorade and coin flips, but officially the game line is has been moved to minus three, Kansas City. And I want to talk about some of the Super Bowl MVPs. So obviously the quarterbacks are tops on these lists, and as right they should be. But over the last seven years, only four of the Super Bowl MVPs have been quarterbacks, where right here we have Patrick Mahomes at a minus 106 favorite. Brady is next on the list at plus 190, and everybody else is over 10 to 1 odds to win Super Bowl MVP. So I don't. it doesn't make sense to me to – to put money down on either of these guys, I'm probably not going to make a bet anyway, but I still like thinking about it. So I mentioned before, if the Bucks are going to win, their defensive front really needs to dominate this game. And that means JPP, Shaq Barrett, Devin White. Those guys are all 40-1 to 1 plus odds to win Super Bowl MVP. Think Von Miller a couple of years ago. If the Panthers had won that game, Coney Ely probably would have been the MVP. Something, some performance like that. Yeah, I could see... Ely. Tony Ely had three sacks in that game. Panthers, Broncos, Super Bowl. Uh, so if one of these guys just dominates, three sacks, forced fumble, maybe Devin White has a pick six, anything like that, and you could wind up with one of those Malcolm Smith Super Bowl MVPs. Who's Malcolm Smith, James? Uh, Saints. Oh, sorry. sorry. I don't know. I don't Seahawks. Know. Seahawks when they beat Peyton. <laughs> Malcolm Smith. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, I was going to say, last year we did bet on the fucking all-front four of the guys in the 49ers. Yeah, and we should have bet on Chris Jones. He was outstanding. But we knew that if the Chiefs won, it was going to go to Mahomes. He was being anointed last season. Um, but I feel like there are some voters who'd be like, Brady doesn't need his fifth. Maybe they will. I don't know. But the, the odds are in these guys' favor. Chris Jones at 66-1. to one. The uh, One of the other prop bets, Tyreek Hill... His over/under is set at 92 and a half yards receiving. Is mm. it just me, or does that seem unbelievably, suspiciously low? It's uh, yeah, interesting. That's low. That's low. I think he goes over 100. That's um, that's the thing. That's what they want you to think. So, do yeah. you have like a under the radar uh, Super Bowl MVP pick? I think I if I were putting money on this, I'd put I'd take JPP, Shaq Barrett, and Devin White. I take all three of them. You have to take one, don't you? Why? You could take, you could bet multiple guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I guess I'd go. Uh, I, I like Levante David, uh, Vita Via. We have to do defensive players. No, you can, no, you can do whoever you want. Oh, Leonard Fournette. Granny just, Leonard Fournette. Granny likes the value because it's forty to one. So if you put ten bucks down, you win four hundred. Exactly. Leonard Fournette's going Does to twenty-five to one. Twenty-five to one. If, if Fournette gets yeah. three touchdowns, he's probably going to get it. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's either Brady. Obviously, it's Brady or Mahomes. But I think Chris Godwin has a really good chance. I also saw He'll never it, give it to a receiver. I mean, yeah. that's, it's been forever. Was Deion Branch the last receiver to get it? Julian Edelman. Oh, Julian Edelman. It's just typically the yeah, – I, I, I don't think either of these defenses are going to shut down the offenses enough where the quarterbacks have a game like Brady did against the Rams a couple of years ago when Edelman won it. So, if a receiver has a great game, they're Edelman just going to... Edelman won it in that game? Yeah, against the Rams. He was outstanding. He, he didn't win it against the... Against who? The 
Falcons. No, Brady won that Brady. one. Are you kidding? Brady. James White was unbelievable in that game. <sighs> yeah. He had 13 James or 14 White catches. Easily got it. Yeah, he could have easily gotten it. That was fucking incredible. <laughs> it was incredible. And now we're just ruminating, <laughs> ruminating on old Brady games. But, uh, yeah, I feel like if a if the receiver has a great game, they're just going to give it to the quarterback. Yeah, that's what that's my thought on that, too, because yep. I love Godwin. I would love to give it to Godwin, but they're going to be like, well, who threw him the ball? Yeah, obviously the quarterback, you know. So that's why I guess I guess I go Fournette. Um, I no, I'm going Fournette, White, and um, I love Devin White. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna go fucking super sleeper, Jordan Whitehead. <laughs> you know, super okay. sleeper. I love it. Jordan Whitehead, yep. ear holes, three Chiefs players, and he's oh. he's the underground MVP of the game. Were you were you impressed with him last week? Though I thought he was unbelievable. Oh yeah, man. he's so aggressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That dude was that cornerback from uh, Green Bay that kept getting absolutely roasted. Not Alexander, the other one, uh, King? King. King, Kevin King. Yeah, dude, that dude was just, just Brady was just picking on that poor dude. Okay, a couple other quick ones. Uh, I think I would do. They they have how many touchdowns and yards and all that stuff. I think I would do Mike Evans for two touchdowns. That's a five to one payout. He's actually like a minus 190 to score one touchdown because everybody knows he's getting a fade inside the yeah. five-yard line every yeah, time they find themselves there. But I feel like if he got two touchdowns, that's not outlandish. Two touchdowns, five to one. Gronkowski, 16 to one to get two touchdowns. Two. Yeah. Boom. Boom. What's uh, Scotty Miller? Scotty. Stevie. Stevie, Mil- Stevie Miller in JJ's <laughs> head. Yep. Yeah. I know, right? Scotty, what's, what's his line? Oh. I got him for touchdowns here. He's a plus four twenty-five to score a touchdown. Not bad. Antonio Brown, I think, is sixty to one to win the MVP. Is he healthy, Brown? Yeah, he's, he's I, playing. That's the other good news for I the heard, Bucks. Uh, Everyone's practicing. JPP is practicing. Uh, who's not practicing? Anyone? Yeah, everyone's practicing. They're all. Did not participate. Jason Pierre-Paul, knee. He's playing. Too soon to tell. They say. He's playing. Eric Fisher's out. Willie Gay. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, it's pretty healthy teams for the most part, though. It's just those tackles for the Chiefs. So we got mm-hmm. Scotty Miller over under twenty point five yards. They got a real low low line on him. Twenty five, right? Twenty. Twenty. Twenty point five. Over. That's Bob. About to put a hundred bucks on that. What do I get if I put a hundred bucks on that? <laughs> you get you get like eighty two bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny. But, yeah, some of these bets, they're fun to think about, but I, I just like picturing what the game is going to look like. Like rushing attempts here, Leonard Fournette over under 11.5 rushing attempts. I, I hope to God that he gets over, or at least if there was a combination of team rushing attempts that, that the Buccaneers come in at 25-plus mm-hmm. Yeah, combined with Ronald Jones. If Ronald Jones is healthy, give that man the ball. He's killing it. Kill the yeah. Left yeah. Dude, Fournette had a had some really good runs last week. He looks like he's coming coming around into full form. He had a couple uh, drops though too. Was that the last game or no? I think yeah, no, he's got stone hands. It was definitely last game. He was awful. Pencil him <laughs> in for two drops every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every single time. Any more Super Bowl thoughts from you guys? No, uh, what what are your picks? I gotta go Bucks, right? How do I how do I not go Bucks? I'm going thirty twenty eight. Thirty twenty eight. Going Bucks, thirty four, thirty one. What? I'm, I'm picking Bucks. I mean, 
You can't pick against Brady, can you? This is bad juju. We're going to jinx him. Uh, Tommy boy. Uh, I think Brady wins 31-28. 31-28. Not a whole lot of field goals in this game. That's the other thing. Bucks got to convert for touchdowns. A lot of fourth down, a lot of fourth down attempts. I don't know why, but the Bucks love to be in third and long. It's just all the time well, they're in third and long. Because they constantly fucking throw bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Like Brady, I, like Brady always said he wanted to throw, throw deep all the time, and it's showing that Arians is like, do whatever the fuck you want, dude. Brady's like, yep, go deep. Fucking whip I, I think, is it seem, maybe it's the receivers, but it seems to me like he's throwing a better deep ball than he has for most of his career. Uh, I, I mean, obviously there were the Moss years. But I don't remember his deep ball looking as pretty as it does now. It's. I mean, we. I. I feel like we haven't had the deep ball weapon. You know. Yeah. Right. Since Randy, yeah. they've always had guys. We had Cooks. Deep and... Cooks was kind of a deep threat. Yeah. They, they had some good connections. Yeah. But not like this. Yeah. You'd have to go back to the Randy years to see what you're seeing right now. Even with like Scotty Miller, he throws Scotty Miller deep balls that are beautiful. It's like. Yeah. Why are you throwing deep to a guy that's less than six feet? How fast is Scotty Miller? He's talking about doing a race against Tyree Kill. Is he that fast? He can keep up with Tyree Kill. I, I, know, I hope right? that happens. That would that would be stunning. How stunning would that half be? Halftime. He said he'd race him at halftime. Dude, what I if hope they, they both get halftime? fucking. I hope Tyree gets hurt. That's how he does that. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't watch that. I would rather watch that than the halftime show. Oh, I definitely would. But I'm just saying, you're an idiot if you're a football player in a foot race during halftime. Yeah. Or. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's a di- during Super Bowl. There's a difference. If- like, pull a hamstring. <laughs> pull a ham. Uh, I would love it. Pull a hammy, and everyone's like, "This fucking moron." Yeah, go do it. Go, go run a fucking sprint race, you moron. It's a good. It's a good mind game. By the way, who's the halftime show? The weekend. Uh, the weekend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say they they have that data on you know how they they post this guy got to 23.2 miles per hour like they have the data right. on scotty miller and tyree kill they know who ran faster right so just throw it out there yeah follow up there. at one point in the nfl season like this guy ran this do you remember devin mccourty was like number one a couple of years ago really he still they, fast yeah time. they clocked him running some fucking crazy speed yeah, like 23 miles an hour or some shit yeah devin mccourty couldn't believe it he's still one of the fastest he doesn't That's even seem one. that fast. He tested a four no, four coming out of college. He's he, just smooth, you know. He's I don't so fast. He's fast. Dude. Yeah, and we would love to see him back next year, along with his brother, who's an unrestricted free agent. But we will get more into free agency talk, roster building, all that good stuff once we can wrap up the NFL season of 2020. One of the weirder ones that we've been through, but as always, Tom Brady's in competition. He finds himself in the Super Bowl. Playing a home game in front of whatever 40% attendance, whatever they're going to do in Florida, they're probably going to be like, "What? Are, our attendance, our capacity is actually 400,000, so we're able to have 90,000 people here. Yeah. yeah. Going for a seventh ring. Seventh ring. Insane. Insane. That would be epic. So here's 